Welcome back, frenemies. I'm Chris. If you notice, we got a new man in the middle, uh, honorary friend of me, our man, main man, Dan Inman, and over here on the far right side, my right side, we got the commission. And we want to give a special shout out to our frenemy fan base in Wisconsin. Nice, chilly Wisconsin. I love the, I love the, the frozen custard up there, um, cheese curds. I hate Packers. But I'm thankful for the fans that reached out from Wisconsin. Coming out strong. Coming out hard. (laughs) Packerland, I don't like you, Mm -hmm. but I love the food you guys provide. All right, so this week's episode, we got a little mock draft going. I know we've been teasing it so long there, Sean, but now we're getting it rolling, man. Hand it over to you. Anything you got before we start? Um, We really don't have anything else we want to hit because we just want to jump right into this. Um, But first, we will Mm. do our party question. Yeah. Like to go to a party in my pants. I wish I could hear the beat. No, I'll just pretend like I'm <laughs> right. the headset. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so the party question for this week is the what's the most underrated TV show? Something that we were crazy about following, but maybe wasn't given that love in the mainstream media and channels like like some other shows. So I want to give uh, let's start off with Dan here. Dan, what's that one show the guest gets oh, to go man. first? The one show any, any any venue whatsoever. Yes. Yep. Any. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a certain part of me that's very childish and likes dark humor. <laughs> I think that comes a little bit within the military. You, you, there's just the way you get through a, just dark times is through dark humor. Yes. You know, I, I think um, as much as I don't like to admit it, I think Rick and Morty is hilarious. Uh, I'm sure there is a huge fan base out there. I don't watch TV, so I don't know how mm-hmm. popular it is, but. I mean, they just—it's absolutely funny. It's about a grandpa that goes on adventures with his grandson, mm-hmm. and they're kind of exploring um, the multiverse and yeah. what that means. And there's like a, a, a citadel of Ricks, which is like <laughs> um, the grandpa, and it's like every Rick from every multiverse comes there, and like it's yeah, it's really good. No, I know that's got a huge following. I don't know. I guess you call it a cult following, but uh, yeah. I met people, and there's actually a ton of guys like our age or even a little bit older. That love Rick and Morty. I have not watched a single episode, but there's like a huge. It's a little crude, um, (laughs) and and there's some cussing and uh, lots, yeah, dark humor. But if if you like, yeah, thinking, yeah, there's like a mixture of like superheroes and uh, like nihilism and like different philosophies and science, and it's it's just it's really entertaining. Yeah, it's fun up here. So you're Sean. What's your I love your pick, man. Yeah. I should have picked it myself. So, I didn't think about it. I wanted to say Sherlock, but Chris vetoed it and said that that was too way too popular. It's already people yeah. already rate it well, <laughs> so it's not yeah. over yeah. or underrated. Um, my underrated is Psych. I feel like it never got the love that it I deserves. Love it. I don't even know about it. Okay, oh, so there we go. Yeah, this there is perfect. So there was a show yeah. called Psych. There was a guy that pretended to be a psychic, and it was a, a, a kind of like a mystery <laughs> yeah, yeah. crime, mystery, yeah. but he was faking it the whole time. Okay, and. Uh, it's, it's just, just kind of like a catch me if you can type. Yeah, he was yeah. super observant, okay. but it was a straight up comedy. Like it's funny, but he was mm-hmm. just one of, his real gift was being completely like over observant at everything, and then mm-hmm. he just twisted it. So okay. it yeah, it was good. it was really cool because it had like one thing. It was funny that the two main characters they had they just played Hilarious. it off as a big time comedy, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, it was kind of cool because like he said, the observant thing. His dad was like a cop growing up, so he like basically drilled into him like, okay, we're in this room. How many hats are in this room right now? Is the mm-hmm. question you'd ask him, mm-hmm. and then. They do the little like you know highlight and count all the mm-hmm. hats just by closing his eyes and all that stuff. So sure. it was just cool watching the guy you know deceive everybody. It was a little far fetched at times, but it was like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, 
it was, any good TV show is a little fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was just kind of underrated, and it definitely yeah. has that cult fall following you're talking about. They've okay. continued to have like movies come yeah, out yeah, now since movie, the thing has been done. But. Out. So my favorite one. This is weird because now it's a little odd, but it was like one of those teen series. Small Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, Watch that one either. I promise. Yeah. No, I watched Smallville. It was like the okay, yeah. superhero show before yeah, the superhero yeah. show started getting kicked out. You know, kick in. It was like. And this one was definitely underrated because anything that was on UPN back in the day <laughs> wasn't a, really a rated show. That's yeah, the old wasn't school it like CW. WP, the WB. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what it yeah. was over here, but yeah, back yeah. it's like so that one I watched all the time because I was a closet comic nerd, mm-hmm. and so just following that. But it well, had, now like, it's cool, cool, so it's okay. Yeah, now <laughs> yeah. We, yes, yeah. <laughs> come out in droves. You've now We're been cool accepted now. to be yeah. cool. But yeah, so that was my favorite one there. I, I really like both your choices. Yep. That was a real good one there, but I never watched that one. <laughs> but I knew there was a ton of cult following. It, yeah, it's an easy, it's an easy uh, binge watcher. So, and there's only three seasons. I think the fourth season comes out this November. So, That's nice. Cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. Transitioning from there, guys. We're finally we're gonna jump into the mock draft here. Uh, Sean, give us a quick overview of what we're looking at, and guys, we'll start seeing and following on the screen as well. Yeah, so the mock draft, what we're going to do is he's never done a mock draft before. He's nope. never he's done, I think, maybe one real draft, yeah. um, like, I guess, real fantasy draft. Yep. And so this will just be a kind of way for somebody who's a beginner to get a little advice from somebody who's done it a few more times and just use a tool that we've used, free plug for fantasy pros. They have this simulator that lets you run through a mock draft in no time, so... You'll see we'll probably keep this in less than 20 minutes. We'll be done with this draft. Yeah, this uh, we'll just go kind of as far as we can in that time. All right, um, so league type? Yeah, so the setup of this is going to be we'll start with the league type. Um, it will be 2019 a, season. Yep, yep. Okay. And then go ahead and we'll half do a half-point PPR. That's how we'll set it up. And then the number of teams, yep, 12. We're going to do a 12-team league. Okay. It's a pretty standard thing. Uh Go ahead and hit that randomizer. That'll give you the draft position, and boom, you're at 11th, which is a harder spot, I guess, because you have to wait all the way till the 11th to get your first pick. And then we're doing a standard league where you have two wide receivers, two running backs, a flex, a QB, a kicker, and a defense, but we won't even get to the kickers and defense. Change the wide receiver to show two. Did I have one there? Yep, nice. Boom. Look at that. I need WRS. (laughs) 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 So go ahead and scroll down, and then it should just have a little thing to... It'll also let you choose here the um, what you're mocking against. The computer will do a average draft position as to what people have done. So we've just checked them all so that all, all websites are being included in this. Okay. And then keep scrolling down there and go ahead and hit that start mock button. Bam. Let's kill it. And we will start the mock. So the way it's going to do it is it will simulate this and it will go through and pick the previous 10 teams since they're the 11th pick. And it will just simulate who the average person is picking in all those spots. And now it's you're on the clock. Okay. Uh, we can take as much time as we want, but we'll probably move the, through this pretty quickly. So this is showing what people have already picked right here, over here. On Correct. The draft those line? are okay. on the left there. It'll show you who everybody's picked. One would be first round dot first or second or third and fourth. Tenth. Correct. Okay. Yep. And then it's a snake draft. So what will happen is you'll pick at 11 and then mm-hmm. there'll be a 12th team. And mm-hmm. then that 12th team will pick a second pick and so then it will pick. come back to okay. you. Okay. So that way you kind of get a fair shake of things. If gotcha. Yep. So let's recap what the first 10 picks were really quick. Obviously, first pick was Saquon Barkley, which is pretty standard there. Alvin Kamara was going at two, three. We had Christian McCaffrey at four, Ezekiel Elliott. So in five, David Johnson. So running backs, first five picks. DeAndre Hopkins at six, Devontae Adams at seven, Le'Veon Bell at eight, Julio Jones at nine, Nick Chubb at 10. 
Now we're up on the board. Yeah, for for the only person I recognize on there is L Bell. So L Bell, L Bell, L Bell, maybe on Bell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Still going in the first round. So but, our yeah. top four prospects here to pick from. We have James Conner at that running back position. Odell Beckham Jr. Michael Thomas, and then the tight end there, Travis Kelsey. So we're looking at the back end of the first round. Kamish, where's your gut going out of those four? So the way I like to approach my drafts, some people like to do a zero RB thing or go, you know, balance throughout the thing. I like to kind of keep it um, open for myself. It's a best available type of thing. You don't want to lock yourself into a certain strategy. That's what I would recommend people do because mm-hmm. you never know. If you got two great wide receivers that land to you in those first two picks, then take them. I don't, I don't think you're going to be bad off, um, even though I, I – lean on the running back side. So with who he's got available, I think Odell Beckham is a tier above the James Conner, which would be my running back top choice. So mm. I would probably go the Odell Beckham side of this. So I you, think you just want me to throw in questions where I have them? Yeah, go yeah, for go it. Okay, for so um, why would the – so the system auto audit populates its kind of rankings and then mm-hmm. tiers it, right? So, yep. um, I mean, it's saying that 24% of experts agree that Odell Beckham would be the second choice. Why do you, why do you think it auto-populated something that you feel differently did? on? Yeah. So th- it's hard to say based on that. They're probably not going to differentiate between running backs and wide receivers being more important. Okay. Like it's hard to compare them apples to apples because gotcha. if you have a running back and a running back, it's much easier to compare that. But the value at this point is such that it's hard to say, you know, taking a running back above a wide receiver here is a better option. Gotcha. So a lot of the rankings that people put on this do not reflect that, you know, showing which is more important. It would be an overall list type of thing. Got it. So there's some that have that. Um, and it may just be that I'm, you know, going against the grain here. And a lot of people would grain, take – I'm not as it. high on James Conner this year. I'm a little afraid of that Pittsburgh offense taking a step back. So. Sure. Yeah. I'm looking at the turn there. If you like that receiver over a Michael Thomas yep. on coming what, back. What would so. The Rock recommend over here? I'd go with Odell <laughs> with that one too. James Conner is not like the sexy – Yeah, the big thing is – out of is safety, especially somebody who's you know not done much fantasy football. I think you need to not mess up that first pick, and so we've taken Odell Beckham as who he chose. There so, oh, I'm just you know standing <laughs> on the shoulders of giants over here. <laughs> so right now, what we just happened? We picked uh, Odell. Michael Thomas went right after us in the turn of the second round. Tyreek Hill. So he went wide receiver, wide receiver, that other team. Yep. So the other team. Now we got Connor back up there. So that's another thing we didn't really discuss there. You could also look at the wide receivers and the running backs, and we do kind of a tier-based drafting is how we do it. So when we do our rankings, we put them into tiers. And so if you get to the end of a tier, Mm -hmm. then you probably should take that player because the players that are after that are going to be – you know, much less value. Whereas if you have a longer, you know, the tier has maybe 10 players left in that position, you could say, well, I really don't, there's not much of a difference between all these guys. So I could take this position. Um, In this situation, you're at the point now where James Conner is probably at the top of a tier. Who else is available as running back? James Conner's up top. Uh, Joe Mixon's up there as well for the second top running back there. James, uh, Jim, I don't know. uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is a top receiver, and he's still got Kelsey. Um, can you check there on the running back position? So if and then let me throw in one more question here. Yep, so yeah. in the center there, you have ECR best and ADP. What's that? So the yeah the what that's telling you is the ADPs. So ADP is the where is it right here? So ADP mm-hmm. is his he's the ninth overall 
you know, average drafted player okay. by people that are drafting. Okay. This ERC is how the oh, fantasy yeah. pro has ranked them. Okay. Like their rankers have decided that's yep. what he's for. Yep. And then what was the middle one best. here? Best. So that's of all the rankers on this site, the best he's ever shown up on someone's is fourth. Okay. So that kind of just gives you a quick overview of what they think, what people are drafting, and then who's, you know, what his ceiling could be if that guy's right. Got it. So where are you guys leaning here? So can I take this one? Go for it. I think think we go with James Conner. Getting one of the top running backs there is kind of proven that's on the board. I think we go with James Conner. Now we got a wide receiver one and a running back. Number I didn't even there. listen to what you had to say. <laughs> no, so. you're good. What I would, the only thing I would add to that is I absolutely agree with going with a, definitely a running back there because now, as you see, we had to wait a good yep. 20 picks here until our next pick, and you're going to be looking at running backs that are way worse than that running back, and I don't like leaving a draft without that you know, top-tier running mm-hmm. back. So Okay. Yeah, so like some big names. You can probably see a scrolling board, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley. So there was a quick run on running backs as soon as we chose – James Conner, mm-hmm. yep. and it kind of evens out with receivers and running backs. And then our first quarterback on the board, off the board, was Deshaun Watson before yep. Patrick Mahomes, which That's is extremely weird. interesting yeah. uh, on this one. So now we're up. We got one running back. We got one uh, running back, a wide receiver and a running back. Let me get that straight. So draft strategy here, I love, and Sean, correct me, so mm-hmm. if I'm telling Dan, one of the biggest things I'd look at is either getting the best running back or wide receiver there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to double up on those two positions are extremely important: running back and wide receiver. Yep. and getting overall points. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> they help you get the overall points. Yeah. <laughs> meaning, still, meaning those positions tend to sky, score the highest in fantasy overall. They get the okay. most touches. I, I'm going. I mean, yeah. I'm asking questions both that I actually know the answer to and ones I don't because mm-hmm. I mean I'm, I'm imagining the, the idea that. If they're hearing me ask newbie questions, that's probably questions that they have. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, yeah, because the two top quarterbacks, I think, in my my Tier 1 and Tier 2 were Mahomes and Watson, so you can really sit on the quarterback. And then we've had, what, two, three tight ends already taken. Uh, Who would you take, Sean, uh, on this side? So the way that I I lean in this situation is I tend to go running back heavy. I feel like it's a a position that runs out quickly. (laughs) Carry on. And uh, the guy that's available at the top of my rankings is Carryon Johnson. Uh, okay. he's, he's a running back for Detroit. Um, he's really, gonna break out this year. That's my that's my pick. He's gonna. Break I out. think that the hardest thing when you're gonna be going through this um, league, Dan, is gonna be finding running backs that are worth playing every week. Okay. That's the hardest part of fantasy, I think. And so say that one more time. I'm gonna make sure. I... So finding running backs that you can start every single week. Okay. And it's they're a very small commodity of those every single year. Why and is that? Because it's, uh, it's a lot of split backfields. It's yeah, the NFL has moved more into a way where instead of having one guy that does it, you know, he does the running, he does the catching for the running back position, and does all three downs every time they're on the field. That guy's on the field. Mm-hmm. They've moved more to specialized running backs where one is better for just running one's better for a third down Hmm. situation where he's got good blocking skills can go out and catch a pass for you got it so they've split it up also the toll on the body i think is you're leaning towards carry on here so because of the volume he's going to get he's kind of somebody who's one of the only in his now carry on does have cj anderson i love the pick but that's the one thing you have to watch is cj anderson's role in that detroit backfield 
the end of the day, I'm making the pick. I'm just here's my advice. <laughs> All right, so right behind us, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs. Who I really wish Josh, ja- Josh Jacobs was around. I would even picked him high for a flex. Yep. But now we're looking at T.Y. Hilton, O.J. Howard is an early tight end, Aaron Rodgers, Chris Carson. Um, if you can hit the wide receiver rankings. Yep. There for so if game. you hit up here, it will actually let you choose. Um, it'll. Where's the wide receiver button here? The that the views. Nope. Yeah, so here are suggestions to consider. Then you can actually choose the Wide position only. more that yeah. you want to target. Yeah. Now we want to shore that up. Amari Cooper or T.Y. Hilton? I love Stephon Diggs, but T.Y. Hilton is, uh, as long as Andrew Luck is is healthy, Yeah, I like T.Y. at this spot. So what this would do is, right now, our roster's looking like we have James Conner, On Johnson, and Odell Beckham. So we've got two running backs. We just kind of shored that up. We still need one more starting wide receiver. Now, I don't generally go through a draft and say I have to fill all these top positions, which is what your starting roster will be, and then move on to the bench. Mm-hmm. But when you have the opportunity, I think, to have two you know, great running backs and two great wide receivers in the top of the draft, I think it leaves you so wide open the rest of the draft to do whatever you want. Okay. So if you can get those four positions starters locked up, yeah. then I think you do so. So and would as, you lean Hilton or Cooper there? So as he was saying, I would lean T.Y. The, the hesitation and why he's dropped, he probably wouldn't be available here for um, a couple weeks yeah, ago. Most but drops. the quarterback for him, Andrew Luck, is dealing with a calf issue and may not even play week one, so people are concerned. He's had injuries he's before. Weak calves. Weak calves. <laughs> but he's like a top-level quarterback, day. so if he's not there, his value is way down. Okay. Um, yep. So... I think he's going to play. It's trending in the direction that the guy's doing better, and he's going to play. Okay. So with Andrew Luck on the field, I think T.Y. Hilton is just a steal right here. So. Cool. Yep, and as this thing's auto-populate, if you're looking at the, top, the right side where you have your roster build, being built, mm-hmm. biggest thing you want to look at is bye weeks. Yep. All right, so you can either stack one bye week where you're going to get the L. I'm going to correct you there, though, Chris. I or would say you, you stack them or you don't care about them. Well, right I, wouldn't, I wouldn't definitely – I know you maybe didn't mean the biggest, but like right. I would very not till I get further in, much further in the draft, would I really care too much about that because your team turns over so much probably by the second right, half yeah. of the biggest of probably the, wasn't the word there, but I always look at if I get the option, I'd love yeah. to see mm-hmm. some difference in there so I don't have to worry so much. It's about definitely something to keep in mind because you can get stuck here where which what'll happen is these players will have a week off, and if they all line yep. up at the same time, then you're in it's trouble. Like a whole week of not, no points. <laughs> yeah, I'm having to find some guys, some scrubs. So okay, all right. So don't want no scrubs. <laughs> yeah, no scrubs. That song's in my head now. Right. We should yep. play that in the background. So, all right. So now you mean switch it back open to yeah, suggested? Go ahead and go to the full suggestions they show you here. Hey, luck. So they have Andrew Luck at the top there. It would be kind of fun to stack them. The issue that I have. So this is kind of a a big overwhelming thing you're going to hear from pretty much every fantasy football analyst that's going to tell you wait on quarterback it's the hardest thing for somebody who's never played fantasy to understand because a quarterback is the person that scores the most points on your team so mm-hmm. you would think you would want to prioritize that as a position that i need to draft mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. the issue with that is the difference between quarterback one and quarterback 14 and you only start 12 of them in your league mm-hmm. is not that big 
So because there's not that much of a variance, you can wait and pick up a guy way later. Got it. So let's ignore luck then. Exactly. So you can, I would wait on the quarterback. There's a lot of great options still on the board. Do you want to throw a tight end only type thing going on or what do you, what do you Um, think? You could take a look there. Let's see. Let's take a look at who the tight ends are. They're kind of a similar position to the quarterback where after the first couple, they're all kind of the same and it's, you're just worth waiting to the end. All right. So Jared Cook, Vance, McDonald, McDonald. Yep. yeah, David. I like Vance McDonald, but we can wait on him. Yeah, he's kind of a, another. And that's kind of that ADP now. thing. So you see, they're giving you that red there. Mm-hmm. That's telling you his ADP is not for a while. They would not suggest you go ahead and yeah, because we're at five ten, so we're at fifty. Exactly. Yep. So we got a while to go. All right. So go ahead and switch that back over to. Uh, let's check the running backs out. Like I said, I like to load these running backs up. Yes. Um, early. Ooh, my boy, Philip Lindsay's there. <laughs> so we got Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman, mm-hmm. James White, Lamar Miller. Mm. Not too sexy of a list there. <laughs> I, I love Philip Lindsay because he helped me win a championship last year. Boom, had to slide that in there. Uh, but Tevin Coleman, I like better in the San Francisco offense. It's still a crowded backfield, but I think he shakes out to be the man yep. in San Francisco. Let's do it. Let's do Tevin. Tevin Coleman. Booyah. All right, so we've got now. Is that our? That'd be our flex position that we would have filled there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so luck got pulled, and AJ Green. Yep, AJ Green. Uh, Ooh, AJ he's Green he's what round. in the sixth round? Yeah, that's quite a drop there. I know we talked wow. about this before, yeah, we did but in previous, yeah. Chris is kind of high, high on him. He might be willing to take him. I there. recognize the name Cam Newton. Ooh. That's true. He's a good quarterback. So I actually, he's one of the ones that I think could be worth taking in the earlier rounds. His shoulder looks good so far in camp. He's the big thing is a rushing quarterback. So that's kind of we'll take this time to, hmm. to tell you the difference between what it means to the rush or to throw. Gotcha. So in most standard fantasy football leagues, you're going to get one point for 25 passing yards. Okay. For a rushing yard or for 10 rushing yards, you're going to get one point. So okay. therefore, rushing is more valuable than passing for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is there's guys that aren't great at passing the ball. But if they're used as running backs kind of in the option and, you know, they're running routes and stuff, then that pushes their value up so much because all they have to do is, you know, give you a baseline of 40 yards rushing that game and there's four free points that you get that somebody like a, um, you look at Peyton Manning back in the day would never get any of that. So you kind of would all right, move so them up to that floor, where are which we is Cam here? Newton is one of those quarterbacks that he is so let's a running secure back. Secure him? Um, I would wait. Just based on what do you think, I would wait as well. I like him a lot, but that's too high here right, right. now. I'd look at shoring up another wide receiver. So why don't you pull that wide receiver list up? Yeah. Tyler Bond, he kind of heavily weighs the Tyler rest. Tyler Boyd, there he got a new contract, Boyd. had a good year last year. Um, he's a wide receiver too in his own offense. But right now we're drafting our third receiver. So you really want to find a guy that might be a uh, still be a wide receiver one on their own roster. But right now between DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd will probably starting get to get thin touches. on these wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, DJ Moore is definitely someone to look at because nobody's really stepped up in Carolina. Mm-hmm. But I would think a, a Tyler Boyd is probably safer because he's. He has a little more consistency in production. I like it. Yep, I would agree with that. So, boom. I think we've gone far enough here for this purpose. Um, yeah. This kind of just gives you the idea of how a draft's going to go for you. 
I would recommend you, you know, kind of go through this on your own time. If you're going to do a fantasy football league, it's something sure. that's worth doing two no, or three is, times. This has been helpful for me oh, to hear why, like, cause if it was me, if I was doing it myself, I'd just go expert agree, expert agree, expert <laughs> agree. So, and this also is, so this is a special tool that will help you, but Traditionally, when you're in your draft room, yeah. all this information is not going to be there for you. you play They're going to the have the list that right that, that um, platform gives you. So if you do ESPN.com, mm-hmm. then they're going to give their rankings, and that's it. They're not going to tell you where people usually take them. They're not going to tell you the percentages of why you should take this guy. This is just kind of an above and beyond tool that uh, has been created for people. Can you have this open alongside it? Correct. Okay. So they do have a way to actually, it'll sync up with their, your draft, oh, and it wow. will be able to do that type People of thing. Get, so really into this. Basically gives yes. exactly. We don't we're not needed anymore, basically, is yeah. what happens. <laughs> Somebody can just come in here and hit this how percentage. Dare they. How dare they? But yeah, this is a, a great way to go in their drafting. Tiering, all I, right. Let me go ahead and stop recording on the screen. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Okay, go. So tiering is extremely important when you guys get into your drafts. Uh, if if you don't tier your picks, you're gonna be reaching a lot. Yeah. So if you but if you are able to put in tiers on each position group that means you've actually gone in really well and prepared and so you're looking across hey here's all my tier one guys okay here's my tier two guys where can i grab in there if you don't if you're not comfortable creating your own tiers there's plenty of guys that already create that for you but that's a i think a a fireproof way to get out of the draft well now depending on injuries and situations that's that's the rest of the season but winning draft night is extremely important by not missing out on guys and reading your room don't get caught up in the emotions you're gonna have trash talk even on the computer or live and mm-hmm. in person people are gonna force you to try to reach for people or something but if you do your homework you should be fine kind of that like hey man you don't take i know that's your guy yeah, if you don't yeah. take him now i'm gonna steal him it's like hey get a dolphin player get a dolphin player sean but sean doesn't get any dolphin player <laughs> no it's not worth Sean's getting by the numbers he's by the numbers <laughs> he's ready cool. to go there well, thanks guys for walking me through that i appreciate it yep yeah, so that was uh, that's basically what our podcast is, our mock draft here. Could have gone deeper, but just to walk you guys through, showing with Dan, getting him through the season. That's our main, uh, one of our main objectives. Get that W, the, man. Uh, get that dub. It's true. That w. We want to bring him here with a trophy. So we'll continue to kind of follow Dan. Um, he'll have a, a draft day here. Maybe we'll see if he can screen record a little bit of that whenever he does it, or we may even be yeah, help, I, there to help him with it. In, in my opinion, I think it would be helpful for me to hear more, like one more of your opinion, and then actually let me do my own draft without your input, yeah. and I'll record it and give you my thoughts as I'm going along, and you yep. can kind of hear, oh, man, that was such a dumb move. <laughs> I think. Well, and, awesome. and then you'll find those areas <laughs> where it's like, oh, I didn't think about this now that they're not standing right next to me, and they didn't mention why they did this. Yeah. And it'll present all those extra questions that you have. So, Well, cool. That's it, man. So thank you guys for watching it. Uh, like and subscribe. Hit us up. Uh, next week, we got Jake Seeley, the man. Jake Seeley joining us. We'll yep. talk a little bit more as we big prep shot. to the last Jake draft weekend. Cool. Yeah, big shot coming there. So awesome. buy a house from Dan. <laughs> buy a house from Dan. There you go. All and right. thanks for listening, guys. Yep. See you.